Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. You have to change your mind first. And my friend, there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense. Are you ready to change your life? This is the place, Self Brain Surgery School. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and this is where we go deep into how we're wired, take control of our thinking, and find real hope. This is where we learn to become healthier, feel better, and be happier. This is where we leave the past behind and transform our minds. This is where we start today. Are you ready? This is your podcast. This is your place. This is your time, my friend. Let's get after it. Good morning, my friend. I'm glad you're here. It is Dr. Lee Warren here, and we are on Self Brain Surgery, Saturday, 16th September, 2023. I hope you're going to have an amazing day. Maybe watch a little college football, have a Sabbath with your family. Lisa and I are looking forward to a relaxing day around here on the river. We've had a little bit of a rough week, but we are excited. Tata's coming home next week, back from San Antonio. And today we are going to talk about a common thought fallacy that I want you to get. If you learn how to do this self-brain surgery thought biopsy procedure that I've taught you before, if you haven't read my new book, Hope is the First Dose, you can get a copy of that anywhere books are sold and you can read about the bad thought biopsy and you can learn how the the fact that most of the things you think about, Daniel Amen says up to 40,000 times a day you have a, a negative thought, that's not true. An automatic negative thought, the vast majority of which are false, and a lot of feelings that happen aren't true either. They're just chemical events in your brain. Feelings aren't facts. And so if we want to really become healthier and feel better and be happier, we have to learn how to biopsy our thinking, critically examine our thoughts before we take action on them. That's what 2 Corinthians 10.5 is about. Take captive every thought, make it, bring it into submission to Christ, make it, make sure it's useful and helpful and true and necessary and compassionate and all those things before you decide to take action on it, okay? And so today I want to give you a thought biopsy result that's common. Sometimes you biopsy a thought, and the thought is, I'm this way because it did something to me, because this thing happened to me, because that person broke my heart, because that person was unfaithful, because the cancer came back. I'm this way. I do this. I think this. I feel this. I behave this way because they or that or this happened. So fault is the diagnosis of the thought biopsy. And I just want to tell you that if you complete the sentence, It's not my fault that I have to live this way. It's somebody else's fault. If you complete the first part of that sentence with the last part, it's not my fault, it's their fault. And you think that means that you are enabled then and and you have permission then to continue to live the way that you want to live. That's a fallacy. It's not a true decision based on rational thought because what the problem is, something can be someone's fault But if it's hurting your life now, then it's your responsibility to make the changes you need to make because what got you here? I would assume if you're listening to my podcast today and you've done the thought biopsy of what might be limiting and harming your life and the diagnosis is that it's somebody else's fault, I'm assuming that you're not physically imprisoned by that person or you wouldn't be listening to a podcast. You're not restrained in some way where you have no option, no agency, no choice to try to make some changes in your life, that you have enough juice to attempt at least to get some help, find a way, read a book, 
go to church, find a pastor, find a mentor, find a friend, listen to a podcast. You've got some sort of agency to make some decisions to start moving away from that fault of someone else that puts you in this place. Because what puts you in this place won't get you to the place that you feel like you need to go or you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. Does that make sense? I've got a scripture that I remember Tata and I talked about once on Tuesdays with Tata, Jeremiah thirty-one twenty-nine. The prophet says, in those days, people will no longer say, the parents have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. There was this proverb back in those days when the people would be in bondage or the people would be in famine or the people would be struggling with some problem and they would say, my, my parents ate sour grapes so my teeth are set on edge. That was a common a little complaint that people had, a little proverb. And the prophet here is saying, hey, if you want to be happy now, if you want to be responsible for your own life, if you want to please God, if you want to receive blessings, if you want to move forward in your life, you've got to say, yeah, my teeth were set on edge by the way that my parents lived, by the things that my parents did, by the, the army that invaded our country. Yes, that put me in this place. But if I want to be different than that in the future, they're not going to change it for me. I have to change it for me. So there's a difference then between fault and responsibility. I want to read you something from Erwin McManus, this this Erwin McManus book, Mind Shift, that's coming out next month. And I've got Erwin coming up on the podcast. We recorded the episode a few weeks ago, and it's just incredible little book. It's not very long. It's maybe, I don't know, 150 pages, but it's a really small book, narrow, left to There's not that many words in this book. It's powerful, and he wrote it intentionally as a short guide to making the mind shifts that you need to make. And here's a story that he told in the chapter that he called, You Are Your Own Ceiling. It's it's mind shift number five, You Are Your Own Ceiling. I'm going to share this paragraph with you, and in a couple of weeks, I'm going to release the full episode, and I hope you get the book. It's going to help you a lot. Here's the paragraph. Erwin McManus says this, I was a straight D student from first through 12th grade. On my last day of high school, my English teacher asked if I'd thought about going to college. I said, maybe, and she replied, you will never make it. All my life, I felt I was trapped in a box. I was desperate to break free. I couldn't see that while factors outside of my control may have helped build the box, in the end, I was the one who sealed it shut. I blamed the world. I blamed my mom. I blamed God. It was all a blame game. I was angry. I was bitter. I was depressed. I felt powerless. I felt invisible. I felt dead inside. I kept waiting for someone to break me out of the box. It took me a while before I realized that the box was in my mind. I built that box as a way of limiting my responsibility. After all, if someone else was to blame, then it wasn't my fault. And someone else was responsible for fixing it. Listen, friend, there's a difference between fault and responsibility. If it's not your fault if you were abused as a child, if your dad was an alcoholic, if your husband left you, if your family fell apart, if you the cancer came back, that's not your fault. But what you do today, once you understand that your life in the future doesn't have to be defined by your life in the past, that the brain that you have doesn't have to be stuck, you can change it. Susie Larson and I on her radio show yesterday talked about self-brain surgery and the fact that you are not stuck with the brain you inherited from your parents. You really can change how your brain works. It's not just motivational speaking. It's functional brain science that you can change. You can do what we call directed neuroplasticity, and you can break the patterns, behaviors, thought baselines, attitude baselines that you inherited from your folks. And if they're not helping you, 
you need to change them because Jeremiah reminded us, stop saying that your parents ate sour grapes and that's why your teeth are set on edge. Let me tell you another verse. Hebrews chapter 12 starts out with this powerful verse. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Listen, friend, there is a race marked out for you, and it's different than the race that's marked out for me. There's a path and a course that your life is supposed to take. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Listen, there's a path that's marked out for you, and that writer of Hebrews here reminds us, that there are some things that hinder and there are some sins that entangle. So today I'm not talking about the sin part of that. If, you, if you've got some sin problem and you're trapped in some lifestyle issue that's keeping you from God or hindering your life or an addiction or a habit, you need some help with that. It's time to break that chain, okay? But I just wanted you to recognize in this verse here that he's telling us there are some things that hinder us There are some things that keep you from running your race that's marked out for you, that's supposed to be for you, my friend, that are not sins. They're just hindering you. And some of those things I would just submit to you today are because the thought biopsy came back positive for a fault fallacy. There's some places in your life where you're blaming and placing hindrance responsibility on something or someone else in your past. And you're allowing that to tell a story into your future that doesn't have to be true. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, okay? This is something I've got to deal with too. There's a hindrance that we've allowed that's not sinful. It's just a mind shift that needs to happen. Are you in a box that you constructed out of stories from your past that everything is somebody else's fault? And that can be true. It can be someone else's fault. But if it's still their fault tomorrow, It's because you didn't take responsibility to change it. Because guess what? Nobody's going to change your own mind for you. Nobody's coming to operate on your brain without your consent, unless you hit your head and you find yourself in the hospital, and I did it, okay? But in terms of what you think about, in terms of the, the way that you process your emotions and handle your traumas and move forward in your life, that's up to you to get the help that you need, to take the steps that work, to find community, to build pathways, to change your mind and change your life and find hope. It's your responsibility. So if you've got a fault fallacy, it's time to swap it out for responsibility, okay? It's time to cast off everything that hinders. Some of those things aren't necessarily bad things, but if they're laying fault at the feet of somebody else and you're allowing that to then become an excuse to not take responsibility for your own life, friend, It's time to change that. It's self-brain surgery Saturday, and it's time to get after it. And I'm ready. Are you? It's time for a little fault fallacy, biopsy, changing to accepting responsibility and moving forward. I'm going to sign off now. My voice is really full of crackles and and stuff today, and I'm going to just leave that with you, this idea, this powerful idea that it's time to stop blaming your teeth being set on edge because your dad or your mom or somebody else ate sour grapes. It's time to throw off everything that hinders. It's time to understand that when fault fallacy is the biopsy diagnosis result, 
You've got to make a significant transplant and start taking responsibility for your own life. Friend, break out of the box. What got you here won't get you there. And if you've built a box that your life is in and you're not supposed to be in that box anymore, there's no better time if you want to become healthier and feel better and be happier than self-brain surgery Saturday. It's time to get after it. It's time to change your mind, and it's time to change your life, and it's time, my friend, to start today. Hey, thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the show so you automatically get every episode. And if you like the show, you'll love my weekly letter. Check out my writing at drleewarren.substack.com, drleewarren.substack.com. Get the free newsletter every week for my best prescriptions for becoming healthier, feeling better, and being happier through the power of faith and neuroscience smashing together via self-brain surgery, drleewarren.substack.com. And if you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at wleewarrenmd.com slash prayer. The theme music for the show is Make Us One by Tommy Walker, graciously provided for free by the great folks over at tommywalkerministries.org. Check it out and consider supporting them, tommywalkerministries.org. Remember, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you, friend. Have a great day.